When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello and welcome to episode 72. How are you feeling? How are you doing? It's freaking cold here in upstate New York. The low tonight is 10 degrees, y'all. You know, the second half of winter can like sometimes get us down because it's after the holidays and we just have like these few months that are cold and dark. And it's really easy to, you know, feel more lethargic during the winter. And it makes sense because I think we forget a lot of the times that we are nature. So of course, we're going to ebb and flow just like the rest of nature does. We feel more tired when it's cold out. We have a little bit more energy when there's more light. Makes sense, right? We are not machines. We're not robots. We don't work the same way all of the time. And I think we really have to give ourselves that kind of compassion and not judge ourselves for just being human. I also have one of those seasonal happy lights (laughs) that I use every year. I'm not sure if it's psychosomatic, but it definitely helps me a little bit. So if you need a little extra sunlight, maybe look into getting one of those. I'm really excited this weekend for our next Exo Higher Self Live episode on Zoom. The topic is higher selfing, your manifestations and intentions for 2022. This topic is really important specifically because I think, you know, a lot of times in like the spiritual community or self-help community, people throw around these terms of manifesting and setting intentions. And being able to manifest is, of course, amazing. It's great to be able to create the things that you want. But I think a lot of times we don't talk about why we want the things that we want. 
So this live episode, I'm going to be giving a talk about how we align our intentions and our manifestations with our higher self so that we can continue on the path of awakening to our worth, of dismantling our hierarchical conditioning, of learning how lovable we are, how do we align our goals and our desires with our higher purpose? What does our higher purpose look like? This is the stuff I'm going to talk about, and I will also be answering your questions. So if you want to attend that live event this Saturday, January 15th at 4 p.m. Eastern, sign up at our Patreon to be an Angels or Miracles tier supporter. I also wanted to mention, and I posted a little bit about this in my Instagram stories, that I moved into a new space as a higher self headquarters, and I'm really, really excited. It's an office space that's really big, and we're going to be setting up a proper podcast recording studio, proper space to make video content, and it's just really, really exciting. I'm also writing a book. I know I posted that on my Instagram too. I just got a book deal to write a book on higher self and I'm really excited about that. I mean, these are really, really big changes and a huge expansion for the higher self message. And I really couldn't have done it without all of your support, without this community the Patreon supporters, y'all are helping making this space possible. You help make the recording possible. Because even though a podcast is, you know, free to stream, there are costs that go into making it. So thank you so much. You're supporting all of us. Right now, this space is looking a little empty. So I'm really excited this week. I'm going to actually do a little decorating setting up some cool things on the wall. I'll be posting about it on Instagram. And I don't know, I just feel super, super blessed to be here. So thank you so much. All right, this week's questions are pretty juicy, so I'm going to get it started. The following question is from an email. Hey, Bunny, I'm so grateful for you. You're great at putting into words what I already knew in my heart. I feel your love in your voice every week. My question today is about work. I work at a nonprofit. It's a creative reuse center. If you're familiar with what that is, it's like a thrift store that helps divert items from landfills and gives affordable access to all kinds of things for artists, educators, and the community. I have loved working there the last six months as I am a creative artist with a passion for the environment and I love the awesome community of diverse people I work with. Recently, there were changes in management that rippled into several people leaving the organization and left open some big opportunities for leadership roles and picking up a lot of duties of those who had left. Me and a few of my coworkers got together to talk about how we wanted to present our ideas to our new director collectively so we would have the best chance of supporting each other and getting the roles we each wanted. I was very clear with everyone that I really wanted to take on a leadership role doing specific duties within the store. We were all in agreement and we were to have a meeting to present these ideas. 
I got really sick before the meeting and a week later found out that one of those co-workers presented their ideas and was awarded the position that I expressed I wanted to do. I was very hurt and disappointed that not only had they taken this position, but that they didn't even talk to me about it afterwards. I had to find it out on my own. To make things worse, when I asked the director if I could at least start working full-time to help with the positions that need to be filled, she wouldn't agree to it and said she hadn't been sure when I was going to be back from being sick, so she agreed to have another girl take more hours. I was shocked that so much had been decided without me being able to present my ideas and that nobody communicated anything with me about this. I've been sick at home the past week, worried I'd missing out on a terrific opportunity, and then I did. I'm 34 and I've been working in retail my whole adulthood. I have tons of relevant experience, was recommended by the boss leaving for this position. I've been at the place long enough to know the culture and flow. It just brings back all these insecurities I've had all my life about not being enough for leadership roles. Every job I've worked at, I've done everything I could do to be the best employee, learned every position and task to prepare for a promotion, and I'm always left behind. Whenever I've asked for feedback, I'm always told I'm great, I'm a great fit for the job, and yet they never go for me. I know I am right for this current position that I wanted, and I know it wasn't right for them to make these decisions essentially behind my back, but it just hurts so much to know that I've missed out on yet another promotion. It makes me feel like there's something innately wrong with me. How can I take this less personally and be able to go to work each day without feeling resentful and angry? How can my higher self guide me in love when all I'm feeling is hurt? Thank you so much for reading this, and I hope to hear from you. Hi, babe. I am so sorry that your coworker got the position that you wanted. It's not your fault you got sick. It's not your fault they chose to move forward without you. It's not a testament to how well you would have done at that job. I'm sure had you been at work, then the meeting would have gone down the way you and your coworkers had planned. I know you had expressed to your coworker that you wanted that position, but it's obvious they wanted that position too. It sucks that they didn't have the integrity to tell you that before you got sick and after they got the position. But what I want to do now is dig a little deeper and ask you why you think you deserve that job more than the person who got it. Is it because you said you wanted it? Is it because you think you would do a better job? Why is it not okay for someone else to have gotten what you want? Maybe if you had gotten it, they would be writing into this podcast now upset that you had something they wanted. The reason why I'm asking this is because this isn't so much about someone taking something from you. It's about feeling ownership over things because you need those things to feel like you are enough. Everyone deserves to work at a job that they're passionate about and that pays them enough money. Unfortunately, that's not always the case because we live in an economy and job force that doesn't have enough opportunity for everyone to thrive. I mean, isn't that part of the reason why that nonprofit exists in the first place? To help end the inequality in access and opportunity and resources? Your coworker 
is somebody just like you, trying to survive and take care of themselves. You can't resent them for taking a position that you were perfectly okay with saying that you want, even though that meant other people wouldn't get it. Maybe they didn't want to argue with you when you said you wanted it, but then later ask themselves, well, why not me? Why is it okay for you to feel entitled, but not someone else? The crappy part about this situation is that there wasn't more spaces to fill in leadership roles. Both of you, I'm sure, are capable. Both of you, I'm sure, are passionate and hardworking. Both of you deserve to grow within the job that you love. You've worked there six months. I know that there will be more opportunities for you to move up in management. I know that you have a lot to give there. The important thing to keep in mind is why you started working there in the first place. You started working there because you are a compassionate person that cares deeply about the well-being of others and about this planet. You like helping people in need. You are doing it for love. But that love isn't for some people and not for others. That's not how love works. Love is a shift in consciousness to see the inherent worth in all beings, including yourself and including your coworkers. There is a different kind of leadership that is needed in this type of situation. Being on the path of your higher self means taking on the responsibility to be a representative of love in every space that you are in, thus transforming the world. One of my favorite lines from A Course in Miracles, which is a spiritual text that's in my repertoire that I'm very inspired by, is every situation is either love or a call for love. Your coworkers' actions did not take away your ability to focus on where your real power lies, in your loving, compassionate heart. You are so much more than a position at a job. And this position didn't happen now because it wasn't meant to happen now. There is a more important lesson, a deeper lesson, and that's why you're going through this experience. It's a lesson in fully accepting yourself as enough. It's the most important lesson. Trust in your path. Trust where love is guiding you. Your future is so bright and full of possibility. There will be a time where you will see that this was exactly the way it should have been. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it.
Hi, Benny. Um, I just want to first off say that um, I've been listening to your podcast. I kind of just started, so I started up from the beginning, and now I'm working my way up. And um, I just want to say thank you for like giving yourself um, to like educating us, like as people, to like growing inside. Um, that has to be a little draining to, you know, care so much about strangers. So thank you. Um, I think, I, I think my overall like question right now with life has to do a lot with, um, my body dysmorphia and my identity. Um, I identify as non-binary and I've come out to my family members that I feel safe to come out to. Um, my mom has been really great and understanding and, you know, she's been correcting herself and she's been, she's been, I can tell like she's trying and I'm incredibly, incredibly like grateful for it. Um, now I've had issues since I was little involving like my chest and like outwardly I'm a female presenting person. And I think by the standards of having like a woman body, I think overall, like I have a very, I have a beautiful body regardless, but it's, it's really hard for me on certain days to feel like me, um, just because I'm, I'm very adamant about getting top surgery. Um, and I don't know, I, I feel like, I've, I've even had a conversation with my therapist and I, I was pretty open with her and I've told her that I'm non-binary and she's a little older and, you know, like there's all these things that I think don't really help the situation. But she told me that she just like strongly thinks that I should not get it. Um, and not necessarily that I think that I should never get it, but she like I, I think and I've also like talked to my mom about it and she agrees where. I should get like a breast reduction and then top surgery. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> um, I feel like I might as well get top surgery because I know me and I'm just going to get it. Like, and I feel like if I got a breast reduction, it would really just to be not only like making my mom like, a little bit more comfortable with the situation, but almost like, like, I guess like in the way, like society. And, but at the same time, I don't know if I'm telling myself this because I want top surgery, like out of spite. Like, I'm sorry, my dog is drinking water. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if you can kind of understand what I'm trying to ask for. I guess I'm just trying to ask for help of just being able to identify like am I wanting this so bad because everybody is telling me that I shouldn't or am I wanting this so bad because I feel like I'll look like how I look in my head and it'll match up um I'm sorry that this is a little long um just know I appreciate you I appreciate you um, allowing us to get any questions and you answering them. And I hope you have a good day. Hi, sweetheart. Thank you so much for your question and for being so open and vulnerable. 
it's really great to hear that your mom has been doing her best at supporting you as a non-binary person. You asked if you want to get top surgery because you really want it or if it's for spite. And in a weird way, I think it's a little bit of both, but not in the way we normally think of as spite. You should be able to present yourself in whatever way feels right in your heart. It's not you that has the issue. It's the world we live in that is stuck in gender conformity and it's the conditioning of your mom and I'm really sorry to say your therapist that is telling you what you should be doing with your own body. They think they know what's best because in their minds what is best is to not change your appearance too drastically. But they can't choose that for you. It's your choice. So you getting top surgery, despite what they say, is a defiance of their belief. The truth is, as much as this decision should really just be about you, the fact of the matter is it will have effect over the people around you. And whether you intend to or not, your freedom to be your authentic self from the inside out is a protest against a binary oppressive system. Hopefully someday something like top surgery won't be such a controversial topic for people, but for now it still very much triggers people's own fears about their gender and calls into question the way they have been brought up to think about gender. And they either reject that or they let it open their minds and their hearts. I think your mom is definitely making steps to opening up her mind and her heart as well. I just don't think that she can fully see your experience or understand where you're coming from. We have all been raised with learned hierarchical beliefs that people who present beyond the binary are less than or they're unattractive or even dangerous. The other night, me and Kara were watching the movie The Wedding Singer. I think we were watching it like on Amazon Prime or something. And I hadn't seen that movie in a really long time. And I was kind of amazed to see and remember that there are multiple characters that are the butt of the joke simply because they're dressed like gender non-conforming people. They're like supposed to be gross or funny or scary. And it was just so heartbreaking to watch that and also to realize how prevalent this is in pop culture, less now, but it's still very much prevalent. I remember being little and watching um, Saturday Night Live and they had that character Pat and it was like the butt of the joke was you didn't know what gender they were. And this is all messaging that we all received, you know? This message that we don't want to be the butt of the joke. We don't want to be gross. We don't want to be unattractive. That defying the gender binary can never be beautiful. Unlearning all of that conditioning isn't easy for a lot of people. And there is still so much transphobia out there. There's still so much fear, so much bias. And... I'm sure your mom also believes that she's worried about how other people will judge you without necessarily realizing that her discouraging you is a judgment in itself. 
A lot of times when parents say they just worry about how other people will see you, what they are really saying, and they might not even be conscious of it, is that they are worried about how other people will see them too. Because it's really easy for parents to see their children as extensions of themselves. I think it's really awesome that you feel close enough to talk about this stuff with your mom. I mean, it's it's pretty radical. But she isn't genderqueer. She isn't non-binary. She isn't trans. And she's not going to give you the best advice on issues, especially issues around surgery. I feel also disappointed that your therapist told you you should absolutely not get the surgery. In my opinion, that is totally not okay. And it's really important to have a therapist who understands trans issues and hopefully has experience with people who have been through surgery. You know, if you decide to go forward with this, it's going to be really important that you're able to have a therapist to help you get through the process and to prepare you and to help you feel safe. Not somebody who is going to be against your choices. You are a brave, beautiful, non-binary angel with or without top surgery. So don't let anyone prevent you from shining your light because the world needs it. Hi, Bunny. Um, I'll try to cut to the chase because I feel like it's long. Um, so I'm married with two young children. Um, I'm lucky to have a really loyal and loving partner. Um, and about four years ago, they started their own business. And while they were busy with that, I started an affair with my coworker. Um, the affair went on probably about a year. I was a liar and I gaslit and lied over and over. Um, I felt like I was love with this person and they were my twin flame and it was us against the world. Um, felt like we were best friends. Um, in actuality, like I was a married person, a mother of two children, and this was a single person with nothing to lose. So I realized that they didn't love me back in the same way and it felt really betraying. Um, so the rejection opened my eyes what was in front of me and my partner did take me back after we had had a separation even living separately um I kind of think that he him my partner would have not given me another chance if it wasn't for us sharing these children um but he did give me a chance to recommit to our marriage um and I sought therapy and you know for the longest time when I was going through therapy, I thought I was the victim in my affair. I was convinced that the affair partner I had was a narcissist that loved me and then put me on a pedestal and then eventually devalued me. And that really might be true, but that, but I was still deeply at fault. And it took me a really long time to, to succumb with my own um, awareness of my own responsibility because um, I was the one in a committed relationship. Um so, yeah, I'm still doing weekly therapy. I'm doing good with accountability. I realized that I was probably vulnerable because I had a myriad of things, such as I'm assuming some undiagnosed postpartum depression. Um, I have anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder, but then I also realized I gear towards an attached, like an anxious attachment style, and I think that's some unstable upbringing issues with abandonment with my mother. Um and I also realized I didn't witness a lot of 
like healthy romantic like relationships growing up too. So these are things I've got through in therapy, and this is great. Um, so I feel love, I feel valued in my uh, marriage. I am really extremely excited that both you know uh, of us are together in love with our children. But um, even therapy and practicing mindfulness and being transparent, which is really hard for me because I've always been closed off. Um, my husband still gets triggered, and um, I know that even though, like, I've been acting like a good partner, I still don't know if he trusts me because of the past. And so I'm, I am, I'm so sorry, I believe I was cut off. But so, I, yeah, I'm saying I'm transparent now. I feel sick about the way I treated my partner. Um, but how do I help him when he gets triggered? Um, you know, we can be just watching a sitcom and the line my wife chews on me is a line in the dialogue and it puts a giant cloud over us. Or sometimes my phone location is not showing where I truly am, which is, I know that sounds really odd, but we share locations on our phones. And, um, I, I just, I just need to help repair the damage I've done. Um, it feels like a weight on me. Uh, thanks a lot, Bunny. Hi, hun. Thank you so much for sharing your story and being so honest about what you went through and what your partner went through. I think you're doing an amazing job at being accountable, going to therapy, and working on your own inner healing. Cheating is never really about just falling in love with someone else because love is a state of awareness. So loving someone also means loving yourself, which in turn leads to honesty and integrity in every relationship, not hiding and lying, which only leads to guilt and shame, which is another form of self-harm. Cheating is not an act of self-love. It's a symptom for underlying issues that need to be addressed, whether that means staying together or ending a relationship. And I'm so incredibly happy that you and your partner have been able to reconcile and work on mending what happened. And I think that that is just so awesome and cool and really radical. You said you need to repair the damage you've done, but you are already repairing. You are already mending. You are already tending to it. But that doesn't mean your partner isn't going to still get triggered and isn't going to have moments questioning how trustworthy you are. You cheated on him for an entire year. That is many lies accumulated over time. So it's going to take many, many truths over time to heal those. It's just not going to happen quickly. But I can say that the more you accept your partner's feelings as valid, the more supported he will feel and the easier it will be for him to feel like he can trust you. Think about it the times like when you are triggered. What do you need? You need understanding. You need compassion. You need patience from other people. You need someone to say, how can I help? Or what is it that you need right now? Your husband's triggers are not trying to punish you. They are temporary moments of fear. And the more love you show in those moments, the less power the fear will have. Love is the antidote to fear. Unfortunately, being cheated on is a traumatic experience. And just like any trauma, the effects are powerful. Is your husband in therapy? It might help him 
to be able to move forward if he had more support dealing with this stuff outside of the relationship. Have you considered going to couples therapy? It might be easier to communicate and ask what he needs from you in those moments or what you can do to help him in those moments if you are able to communicate with somebody else in the room and in an intentional space. Another thing to keep in mind is that it's not just him that's getting triggered in those moments. You are getting triggered as well. You have also been through a painful experience. It's not like just because you did the cheating that you weren't also still suffering. And you are holding on to a lot of that guilt even though you were working on healing that. So if you hear the words like cheat in a sitcom when you're watching TV, your fears come up too. You're afraid that he's going to get upset. You're afraid that you're going to be seen in a less trustworthy light. But love is the antidote to the fear. And there is so much love in y'all's relationship. Truly, so much love. So try your best, no matter what, to focus on that. You are a loving partner. That is a fact. You are lovable. That is a fact. Love is your power, and it is what will keep this relationship sacred. Hi, Bunny. Um, I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time now, and really, really grateful for the way that you help people and are just a light. So thank you so much for that. I'm calling in because I've been having some problems with my mom. She is very judgmental of the way I live my life and it doesn't really at least I feel that she doesn't want to fully let go of the an old version of me, a younger version of me that she can manipulate and like I guess control and judge. So I'm a little older now and after some therapy, I'm realizing her manipulative, manipulative tactics don't work as well on me anymore, but it's just, you know, it's very difficult to get to a point where I'm comfortable with our relationship, um, not only because she's very resistant to my life changes, but because it, it's just a new relationship overall. Um, so any kind of, I know that's very vague, but any kind of, uh, insight that you could help me, um, help me with would be very much appreciated. Thank you. Bye. You know, a lot of times when we unearth these realizations in therapy about our parents or caregivers or childhood, We go through this stage of anger and disillusion. And why shouldn't we? It's like we're seeing some really difficult things for the first time. And it's easy to feel hurt. 
The thing is, just like our parents and caregivers have a hard time letting go of the role they had in our lives when we were younger, we also have a hard time letting go of needing their approval. We were raised to want to please them, but part of growing up is letting go of needing to do that. The more you need your mom to approve of you, the more judged you're going to feel and the more capacity her judgment has to disturb your inner peace. It's not her that needs to change. It's what you think you need from her. Our parents and caregivers are just people with their own set of learned hierarchical beliefs, their own set of trauma, their own unconscious wounds. And the way they behave and the limitations of their compassion is a reflection of where they are in their own healing and unlearning, just like our behavior and the limitations of our compassion is a reflection of where we are. It's not your higher selves you and your moms that are butting heads. It's both of your wounds. But you can't expect yourself to just be totally healed now and totally forgiving and totally compassionate, even if you intellectually know that her judgment has no real power over you. It's still triggering. And so you have to create boundaries for yourself to protect your emotional safety. You don't have to engage with her when she treats you that way. And you can talk to your therapist about what your boundaries should look like with her. Is it only talking to her once a week or once a month or once a year? Is it telling her certain subjects are off limits? Is it walking away? Is it hanging up the phone? It's a very sensitive time right now for you. So you have to tread lightly when it comes to your interactions. Remember, her limitations are not your fault. And her higher self loves you dearly. When she judges and manipulates, she has forgotten who she really is. But you don't have to forget who you really are. Before we wrap up this episode, I'm so happy to share with you a listener response and a higher self moment that a listener has sent in. I just listened to the last episode and um, there was a call for sharing some higher self moments and I'm inspired. Um, I've had a lot of issues in the past year to two years, especially through the pandemic that this podcast has helped me with and just the comforting voice of you, um, Bunny, and the community members who share. Um, it's, It's huge to hear real human voices speaking the words that correspond to these nebulous feelings often, these vague senses of um, our higher self tingling as we as we develop that intuition around listening to it and the confidence to do that. So this podcast and all its listeners have been so huge in just in just bringing, this sense that we share to life, you know, to, to, to being vulnerable in, in our bodies, in our voices over the airwaves. It's all digital, but like, you know, so what I wanted to share was higher self moment recently uh, made possible through, through this, this avenue. And 
this reinforcement of positive approaches that I find here. Um, and that is just the realization that my friend family is my fucking friend family. Like, I, I've told myself that many times. Like, I've tried to um, con convince myself, you know, that I can be vulnerable and cultivate rewarding, mutually supportive intimacy with friends and my um, colleagues, even just like the, the network, the mesh of people that make up my life. I'm lucky I live in Chicago. I'm lucky that several of the people I count as integral to this, this support and this community that I feel I'm part of, it, they're so close, you know, walking distance of my home here in Chicago. And that's been huge through COVID of like, yeah, being able to put a mask on and be outside, but still see and walk with and run with and jog with and dance with and my friends. Um, and just like, I have huge family trauma, major PTSD, a lot of overthinking tendencies from that. And just the very simple acknowledgement that like, it is true that, that pouring into the relationships that I consciously am aware are supportive and healthy for me and choosing not to pour into those ones that re-traumatize me and deplete me and don't see me, that, that is, that, that manifests, um, that boundaries, even as uncomfortable and scary as they are to maintain as we continue like bracing for perceived blows every time we maintain a boundary of like communicating only on the level of what we know is going to be healthy for us with family, especially. Um, that, that the hard stuff, doing it, that there's a reason for it, that, that just knowing that, I mean, I'm going to be facing in the coming year, some new challenges, taking on some new risks, facing some fears is the plan. I'm, I mean, I'm starting now, but I'm seeing 22 as a year of, of doing more of that and knowing that I've got this friend support enabled by connecting with this content, this community and this openness and vulnerability that is shared here is huge. So I wanted to share, share that, um, with much thanks and many good wishes to everyone that they can find a similar deep affirmation of what we know our higher selves are asking us to do. So thank you, bunny. Thank you, community. Thank you, digital platforms that make this possible. And I mean, bless you all. <laughs> I love you. Wow, that was so beautiful, so loving, so giving. Thank you so much for your kind, supportive words. Everything you said really touched my heart, and I'm sure it touched a lot of other people's hearts to hear. And you're absolutely right. We are all being called to listen to our higher selves. And not only do we need each other's support, but the higher self in us is what is connected to all living things. We are connected through our higher selves. So the more we connect to ours, the more we're actually connecting to the love in other people. And that doesn't always just have to mean like physical 
relationship forms, right? (laughs) That can literally just mean an energetic higher state of consciousness where you can feel connected and channeled to the love that is shared through all humanity. And I'm not trying to get really woo-woo on you here because I also think, you know, connecting to your higher self is actually an extremely practical and accessible way of creating joy and self-acceptance. And I also know that it goes beyond who we are here in these forms and it transcends physicality. I mean, if you said to me, what does love look like? We wouldn't possibly be able to encompass that through words or images because it's beyond the vision of our physical eyes. It's a different type of vision. So thank you so much for sending that in. And it makes me feel so honored to be able to curate and facilitate and be part of your lives in this way. Thank you to everyone who is sending in questions. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Don't forget if you want to attend the live Zoom this weekend on how to hire self your intentions and manifestations for 2022, sign up as an Angels and Miracles tier on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash exohireself. I'm going to go ahead and sign off because I'm getting all emo. (laughs) I love you all so much. Take care of yourselves this week and your higher self loves you too. I'll see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.